You're listening to the audio-only version of the Moe Gamer podcast. Don't forget you can watch a video version of this episode over on YouTube. Check moegamer.net for a link to the channel. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Moe Gamer podcast. I'm Pete Davison from moegamer.net and it's just me today I'm afraid uh, because my partner in crime Chris Kasky is away on a lovely road trip to Toronto. So you're stuck with just me today. Uh, With that in mind it's going to be a short episode today. We won't follow the normal format because there's just one real thing that I wanted to talk about today that I think is important to raise uh, given some of the things that have been happening recently. And that is uh, an apparent purge of visual novels and things with potentially adult content from the digital storefront Steam on PC. Um, Just a disclaimer before I go any further into this, I am recording this in the evening of the 18th of May, uh, which is the same day as a lot of this story broke. Uh, So by the time you hear this, some of the situation may well have changed, it may well have been clarified, it may well have just been a massive mistake by Valve. Uh, which is probably the best case scenario of what's going on here but uh, we'll get into that in a minute. So basically the situation is that a number of developers and publishers have recently received um, messages from Valve saying that their product on the Steam storefront, so these are products that are already available that have been sold that people already own, Uh, They've been receiving messages that say that their titles contain pornography and that they either need to be edited to remove the offending content uh, or removed from the Steam store altogether. Now, in situations like that where something is removed from the Steam store, uh, it generally means that it can't be purchased anymore, but those people who already have it in their library, those people who have already purchased it, they can still download it and access it for as long as it's online, wherever it's stored in the first place. But obviously this raises a few concerns because these games have previously been approved with no problem. Um, the games that are involved include titles like Honeypop from Honeypot, uh, a more recent game called Mutiny by a company called Loopysoft. Uh, a manga game is Kindred Spirits on the Roof, which is quite an interesting one. We'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, Neko Works and Tentacle Games Tropical Liquor, which we covered on Moe Gamer a little while back. That's a, a fun memory-based puzzle game. Um, and even a game called Roommates by a Western developer called Winter Wolves Games. Now, a lot of people are looking at this and raising the usual argument that comes up in this situation which is the fact that there seems to be some sort of double standard for Japanese artwork and western games uh, in that popular western games that include sexual content things like The Witch and Grand Theft Auto 5 are the most commonly cited examples those tend to get away without incident um, and The Witch has got relatively explicit sex scenes in it although it doesn't directly show anything like penetration or anything like that and Grand Theft Auto features uh, strip club scenes, bare nipples, prostitution and drug use, violence all that sort of thing as well Um, the violence debate will put aside for the moment because that's all of the ball game but uh, one thing that's, that's worth pointing out in this situation is that A lot of Japanese games that come under scrutiny for having sexual content in them, the versions that are released on Steam are non-explicit. They call them all-ages versions, but very often they're sort of maybe suitable for 15 and up. 
Um, the most they tend to have in them is maybe a bare nipple or two. Occasionally, you get a depiction of sex without actually showing penetration. An example uh, was a visual novel a while back uh, called uh, Games and Girls, or Girls and Games. Well, one of those ways around that. I read about it on Moe Gamer anyway. Uh, that featured sex scenes in it, but you couldn't see any genitals in it. And so that was apparently okay. Um, in most cases, these games that have all-ages versions released on Steam have some sort of external content patch to restore them to 18-plus status. So some companies provide those for free. Um, for example, uh, NeckaWorks with Tropical Liquor, they provided a free um, downloadable patch that allows you to put the adult content back in the game. Uh, when Frontwing released um, Purino Party a while back, that was another... Another puzzle game with erotic content. They had a free content patch as well. Manga Gamer committed a little while back to providing free content patches for 18 plus games that had been released in edited form on Steam. And companies like Denpasoft, they sometimes provide premium DLC for uh, Steam releases. You pay maybe $5 or so and you get additional content because in many cases the adult content actually provides additional scenes it's not just a case of censoring the artwork or anything like that there's often additional scenes in there in some cases the adult version of a game is actually significantly different from the all ages version as well uh, a really good example of that is something like the Grisaia series that has been released by Sekai Project and Denpasoft the all ages version of that uh, is available on Steam. There isn't a patch available for that because they're, they're based on a different code base in the first place. So the Denposoft version is, uh, is uh, has got all the adult content in there. It's got these additional scenes in it, the all-ages version on scene, and they're effectively two separate products. Okay, so uh, looking at this, um, we've mentioned a few developers who have been affected by this. So let's have a look at, at what they've been saying about this. So we'll start with, uh, with Manga Gamer. So um, Manga Gamer actually sent me a press release about this today, uh, linking to their blog post on the topic. Uh, and their blog post reads, We would like to confirm, along with so many other developers who've come forward, that our title Kindred Spirits has been targeted by Steam's sudden and abrupt content policy shift and has been threatened with removal if the content of the game is not modified. As you may recall from our own announcements and coverage in several news outlets, we and many others in the industry considered the release of Kindred Spirits unaltered on the platform a positive shift in the treatment of tasteful, mature content on the platform. We stand by our assertion that that content of the game is not pornographic, but an earnest and tasteful exploration of sexuality. We went to great pains to run the game's content by Valve representatives, including sending along every potentially questionable graphical asset, along with advanced builds of the title, to ensure that feeling was mutual. The game would never have appeared on the platform if we had not confirmed with Valve representatives that they did not feel the content was pornographic and was appropriate for the platform. Now, this is by no means an isolated situation. If you go and look at things like Lupisoft's Twitter feed today where they're talking about Mutiny, which does have optional adult content, um, they actually met with Valve representatives to find out what was and wasn't acceptable. And they stuck by um, the things that they learned in those meetings to find out exactly what they could get away with basically so the version on steam is sort of as far as they could go with just a steam release and then everything else is either covered by um either the external content patch or by the standalone 18 plus release so manga gamers press director john pickett had a few words to add to uh, manga gamers 
blog post as well so he said uh, this is terrible news for everyone in the visual novel industry and the gaming industry as a whole we followed every guideline provided to us by valve to the letter so there is no reason for this title to be cut off when it is conformed to the standards provided the sexual content present in kindred spirits is no worse than what can be readily found in titles like the witcher series yet those remain unaffected when we launched Gakthon of the Golden Lightning on Steam, we took it through the ESRB rating system because it featured content that was slightly more explicit than that of Kindred Spirits, and that passed review with mature rating, not adults only. It is dangerous for every small indie development team when a major entity can just cut off the revenue streams they rely on like this, even after they follow all proper procedures and conform to the standards and guidelines provided by the retailer, especially when no clear guidance or notice is provided when new standards are being implemented. If this is more than just a major short-sighted error on Valve's end, it could be disastrous for visual novels and the advancements in expression within gaming made in recent years. So this is an important point, I think. So there have been quite a few changes over the last few years in terms of uh, the content that can be released. Uh, speaking on personal terms, I don't do a lot of PC gaming anymore. I tend to prefer playing on consoles and handhelds primarily for the fact that they're the most reliable means of allowing me to develop a physical game collection but one thing i still do use pc gaming for is gaming that involves adult content and that tends to correspond with a lot of visual novels that come out from companies such as manga gamer and um denpasoft and frontwing and Neckerworks and companies like that now steam despite not being uh, a sort of adults only marketplace it does have an important role to play despite the fact that it doesn't allow the full uncut 18 plus versions of these titles um, Steam has a very important role in that it is uh, an important part of gaining visibility for these games so in many cases a lot of these games wouldn't get noticed by more sort of uh, mainstream consumers if they weren't on Steam so it's all very well having specialist storefronts for the adults-only versions of these games. Um, but people have to already know about those. People have to know about these games already. They have to know about things from the other developer. And like it or not, because of the sheer size of Steam, that is still the best way for a lot of people to get noticed. Now, even with the collapse of the green light system that Steam used to have, which had probably not the best way of implementing a gating system for people getting their content on steam but it was a gating system since the collapse of that we've seen a lot more in the way of should we say questionable content not not in terms of adult content but in terms of low quality content things like mobile ports things like asset flips um and in cases like uh, lewd gamer reported on back in november of last year companies like sakura game who are focusing on doing things like asset flips stolen artwork not properly crediting the people who've created their games and so on and and steam seems to have been turning a bit of a blind eye to that sort of thing um, the other thing that this seems to go against is uh, an article from back in 2007 from Ars Technica uh, in which um, it was reported that uh, Gabe Newell, um, in charge of Steam, said that he eventually, pretty much every game that's ever been available will be on Steam 24-7. And that's fair enough. Um, at the time that was that quote was given... Adult content was still out there from publishers like Jast and Manga Gamer. Uh, Sekai Project were probably sort of just getting started around that point. But it doesn't really fit with what we're seeing now. 
So if if Steam is saying that you can't have this content on here, if Steam is saying that this content that has already been edited to be for an all ages or 15 plus audience isn't acceptable on Steam, then then this goes against that whole sort of ideal of having everything on Steam. Uh, which is kind of unfortunate, really. Uh, but it's, it's not the first speed bump that uh, the adult gaming sector has run into. So there was an incident in December of last year um, where uh, a game called The Key to Home was removed from Steam on grounds that it contained um, sort of child pornographic content. This wasn't even a particularly explicit game, it, but it, was, it had enough complaints received about it for it to get removed. Um, a month earlier than that, uh, a number of developers, including the same ones we're talking about here, Manga Gamer, Denpersoft, Frontwing, and so on, they ran into issues with promoting these uh, uncensored patches. Um, in a lot of cases, an all-ages version of a game would release on Steam, and as part of the news post or as a pinned post in the game's forums, the company would provide a link to the patch to uncensor the content. So this this was true for things like Honeypop, uh, this was true for things like Pruno Party, and a variety of others. Um, and obviously uh, companies like Sekai Project would promote their adult imprint Denposoft to try and sell their 18 plus dlc in some cases so it was making some of these companies a bit of additional money on the side now whether or not you think that's the right thing to do is kind of neither here nor there at the moment because we're, we're talking about the actual content itself and it just seems to be a bit strange that this has just suddenly happened for no apparent reason um like i say a lot of developers have been hit by this all at the same time a couple of developers seem to have got away unscathed from it um i spoke to a couple of people on twitter earlier uh georgina bensley from hanako games who releases uh, a lot of yuri visual novels she's a western developer um they're not sexually explicit but as we've seen from things like uh winter wolf games getting affected it doesn't necessarily have to be sexually explicit it seems to be a thing with japanese style artwork rather than actual pornographic content uh, similarly christine love who uh, has released one of the more explicit games that has managed to be released on steam uh, lady killer in a bind she hasn't yet been affected at the time of recording uh, that like i say that may well have changed by the time you hear this um, but certainly when i spoke to her on twitter earlier she hadn't been uh, affected by it but she was very nervous at the prospect of some of the other people who had already been affected by it so why is this happening in the first place is the big question and some people seem to think that it's something to do with washington state law uh so valve is based in washington state so that would make a certain amount of sense so i looked a little bit into what the law is surrounding pornography and so on um and the most relevant thing i think i found was um a, a bit from 1982 that was amended in 1985 that read a person who for profit making purposes and with knowledge sells exhibits displays or produces any lewd matter is guilty of promoting pornography promoting pornography is a class c felony and shall bear the punishment and fines prescribed for that class of felony in imposing the criminal penalty the court shall consider the willfulness of the defendant's conduct and the profits made by the defendant attributable to the felony all fines assessed under this chapter shall be paid into the general treasury of the state. Now, like I say, that was originally passed in 1982 and later amended in 1985 to be a little bit more specific about things. Uh, most notably, the definition of what lewd matter actually is. 
Um, so, the, and the actual definition of lewd matter again was originally put forward in 1982, and then again subsequently amended in 1988 and 1990. So, this isn't a particularly up-to-date definition uh, when we take into account interactive media. Uh, but it reads as follows. It says, lewd matter is synonymous with obscene matter and means any matter which the average person applying contemporary community standards would find, when considered as a whole, appeals to the prurient interest. A prurient interest, for those of you who don't speak legalese, means that which incites lasciviousness or lust. And it's also defined as a material which explicitly depicts or describes patently offensive representations or descriptions of 1. Ultimate sexual acts, normal or perverted, actual or simulated, or 2. Masturbation, fellatio, cunnilingus, bestiality, excretory functions or lewd exhibition of the genitals or genital area, or 3. Violent or destructive sexual acts, including but not limited to human or animal mutilation, dismemberment, rape or torture, and which when considered as a whole and in the context in which it is used, lacks serious literary, artistic, political or scientific value. Now these guidelines don't specifically mention video games, but they do note that the definition of motion picture film, which is one of the things that is covered under this, includes any videotape or any other medium used to electronically reproduce images on a screen. So I'm guessing that um, video games are involved in that because they are basically reproducing images on a screen in some way. Now, looking at that, you can see how Valve might get cold feet with some things. However, the thing is, they are not selling pornography by this definition. They are not selling anything that involves these sex acts because the developers know that they're not allowed to do that. They know that they are not allowed to sell that content on Steam. That's always been very, very clear. The material that does contain actual sex acts is non-explicit. You don't see penetration, you don't see genitals, you don't see anything like that. And so it just seems extremely strange for Valve to suddenly start picking on this. Which suggests that there has been someone going around who's been mass flagging this for one reason or another. Now it's difficult to say whether that actually is the case. But um, there was some conjecture when uh, the game we mentioned earlier, the Kita Home, was removed from Steam. That this was the situation again. So that there's someone out there who objects to this content and feels that mass flagging it for one reason or another is the appropriate thing to do, rather than just, you know, not buying it. It's not as if there's a shortage of games on Steam or anything like that. Someone out there feels that if they don't like it, then no one should be able to enjoy it. And this is something that we see an awful lot in things like the media and so on these days as well. Now, I don't want to get too much into the whole political side of things with that because that just tends to degenerate into non-productive discussions but it is something that we see happening we see people believing that their view on morality and moral content is the only correct way of doing things and this is this is what's causing such an upset among the developer community in particular because they are worried that what has been a pretty stable revenue stream for them as we say, Steam is a very big digital storefront for the PC market, and a lot of developers and publishers are getting visibility for their games through this, even if people aren't playing the fully uncut adults-only versions. 
in many cases it's a sort of dipping the toes in the water if you if you see what i mean so a lot of people would have come to something like say nekopara which we covered on moe gamer a little while back they would have come to it through the all ages versions and then they might have learned about the adults only versions a little bit down the road and decided to check those out and from there they may have discovered denpersoft and all of the adults only content that they provide there so steam is an important part of that infrastructure for many of these developers and publishers um, visibility has been poor for these developers and publishers since the demise of Greenlight and since the gates of Steam have been much more widely open. So I believe the situation at the moment is that there's still, you have to pay a fee to get on Steam, but that's about it. So, and if you look at sort of the new releases each week, it's clear that there's not an awful lot of quality control going on. And then we have things like um, Sakura Game, which we mentioned previously they don't seem to be getting punished for flipping assets or infringing copyright or uh, not appropriately remunerating their artists and their writers and their programmers and so on. So Steam seems to be prioritizing the wrong things here. Now, there's a few knock-on effects to this that are worth considering. So we've already talked about visibility and how developers might struggle to get noticed without Steam. But there are alternative platforms out there. So, uh, for example, uh, Just USA and Manga Gamer, we've mentioned those earlier. Those have been around for quite some time. As part of Manga Gamer's press release, they actually teased the fact that they might be doing something a little bit more than what they currently do. At present, they have an online store where you can buy things through their website. Uh, you can download them uh, as many times as you need to. They also sell hard copies and so on. But it's all done through the website. It's a bit of a clunky, dated interface and so on. So um, I'll just pull up the the actual press release here and see if there's... Uh... All right, here we are. So regardless of Steam's content policies, Manga Gamer remains committed to excellent games and stories being told as they were meant to be. We have a long history of this commitment in the digital space relative to the majority of our competitors, and we invite any developers and partners who would like to sell on our platform to get in touch, as we prepare to upgrade it in the coming months for more clients, partners, and community building. Remember that in buying directly through us, more of your purchase goes directly to the game's developers rather than a significant proportion going to retail platform fees. So that's another important point. So although Steam is great for visibility, it's one of the worst platforms for developers and publishers because it's they're basically a third-party distributor. Whereas if you're buying directly from a company like Manga Gamer, who are publishing things directly, um, then the developers are going to end up with a bit more money in their pocket for their hard work, which is probably a better way around. So if Manga Gamer is putting together some sort of platform um, that focuses on adult content and provides some sort of Steam-like experience for that kind of thing, that's going to be a very good thing, I think. But Manga Gamer isn't the only platform that's doing that sort of thing. Just USA, a little while back, they revamped their whole website so that... Uh, you can do things like you can redeem CD keys from their old physical releases, even really old stuff, uh, and have digital copies of those available to download as many times as you want. Um, all their new stuff they sell digitally now. They still sell physical editions of some games via their partner site, uh, JList. So that's uh, that's one thing, but that tends to focus on their own work because Just is also a localization outfit. So most of the stuff they sell tends to focus on the things that they worked on themselves. Whereas Manga Gamer has a lot more developers under their umbrella, if you like, 
uh, and they they also published a lot of third party stuff like they published a copy of Honey Pop they did a physical version of Honey Pop and that kind of thing uh, then there's also some newcomers out there like uh, Nutaku I think I'm pronouncing that right uh, Nutaku which launched as a platform for free to play adult games so things like sort of gacha based free to play games that sort of of the type you'd get in mobile gaming and social gaming and so on only with adult content so they launched as that but they've also now got a digital storefront where you can download a lot of games from companies like uh, Denpasoft, Sekai Projects and that kind of thing um, so they're, they're obviously keen to promote their existing platform in this kind of thing um, Faku as well recently who have been a very prominent localizer of things like uh, pornographic manga they have got into game publishing recently as well they've uh, very prominently said on twitter today as this whole thing has blown up that they they don't want to say no to any game they want to publish everything that is possible uh, and preferably without editing it or censoring it and that kind of thing which is obviously a great thing and and having the choice of platforms for these things is great but there's a few downsides to it as well we've already talked about visibility on steam um there's the stigma of going to an adults only website that some people still feel obviously i don't feel that way at all and i'm sure there's plenty of you listening to this who don't give a toss about that either but there's still a certain amount of stigma of going to an adults only website a pornographic website if you like and handing over money for what people consider to be porn even when it just might be something like say grisaya which is a visual novel that includes sexual content but is not pornography by any stretch of the imagination so there's that aspect there so there's there's getting these platforms established and accepted as alternatives to steam and then there's also issues like uh like one raised by um by matt from j games he's bansama on uh, on twitter if you want to follow him he, he did a good write-up on the whole situation earlier on um and he's an english speaker who lives in japan which puts him in quite an awkward situation when it comes to localized games because in many cases things like japanese visual novels and such like um they often get uncensored uh on the way from japan to the west uh, so I'm thinking specifically of things like a lot of manga gamer titles and jazz titles. They've had things like uh, the artwork has been uncensored between their original Japanese release and the release they get in the West. So things like mosaic censorship is often taken out of those games, which would then make them illegal to sell in Japan. Which means that a lot of these storefronts that are selling uncensored versions of games or less censored versions of these games, if you like, uh, in some cases, it means that they can't sell to people in Japan because it would be illegal to sell them that content because that content is then illegal in Japan because of the things it depicts now that is absolutely stupid as you know because mosaic censorship you can still see everything that's going on you still know what is happening in that scene there even if it's all mosaiced out so it's ridiculous but no the situation is that if that mosaic censorship isn't there it can't be sold in Japan which means that in order to save a lot of grief a lot of these storefronts simply region lock japan out so you can't for example buy anything from faku or denposoft or nutiko in japan because some of the content they offer may be illegal it can't be distributed in japan uh, which obviously cuts people like matt out of the picture because he wants english language versions of games he wants localized versions of games but he lives in the territory where they would actually be it would actually be illegal for a company to sell them to him 
so generally speaking he can get at stuff on Steam but obviously that's edited content in the first place and then he could potentially get hold of the patches or whatever via the uh, company's websites where they exist but if he's forced to go through the publisher's own websites that are then region locked he's square out of luck if he wants to play something uh, that has been officially localized into English he actually can't hand over the money for that localization because of his physical location which is a bit of a problem really because I mean he's far from the only person who's in that situation surely I'm sure there's plenty of expats over in Japan who are keen to play localized versions of these games they might be reasonably confident in the say their Japanese speaking and reading abilities to get by in everyday life but reading a visual novel with thousands and thousands of characters in it is an entirely different prospect especially when it's a very complicated visual novel that might use lots of lots of unfamiliar or specialist kanji and so on so that's obviously a big consideration for them so this is a bit of a shitty situation for everyone involved really it doesn't really seem like a good idea for valve to do in the first place we don't really know why valve are doing it and it's affecting a lot of companies who are using Steam as their primary source of income and promotion. So I don't really know where this is going to go from here. How this ends up getting resolved is going to be a very important part of how adult content is received in the West in the future. Now, I've been one who's argued in the past that a lot of platforms, including console digital storefronts, platforms like Steam and Shun, they should be more open to um, adults-only content. Obviously, you should have some sort of age restriction in place. Steam has age gates in place for um, anything with high ESRB or PEGI ratings at the moment, although they're not enforced particularly strongly. All you have to do is enter your birth date and year. So if they could implement some form of more restrictive more reliable age gating process I, I think there's there's a strong argument to be made for companies like steam and even sony microsoft nintendo and so on to start offering these titles for people who prove that they are eligible for them whether that's through a credit card or providing some form of identification i don't know there's lots of ways of verifying your age online so it would make sense to me for these companies to start providing it, particularly as so many developers out there, particularly in the independent sector, the small-scale sector, they are so keen to declare gaming as grown-up and mature and a mature art form and so on. And if there's this aspect of gaming that we are unable to express ourselves with, that we're unable to explore without having to go through sort of back alleys and hand over money and get our dodgy stuff in a paper bag over the counter and that sort of thing it, it's going to hold the medium as a whole back and that's going to be a real problem i think the old argument against games with adults only esrb ratings in particular is that retailers would refuse to stock them they wouldn't want them in their stores but we're talking digital here we're talking about digital sales we're talking about something that doesn't involve any sort of face-to-face -face interaction at all. So you put your credit card number in or your PayPal account or whatever, and you just buy it. 
So there's no embarrassment, there's no sort of uh, people walking into a store and seeing pornographic content on the shelves and thinking, oh, I'm never shopping here again because I object to this. Stick the adults-only content in a restricted section of the store that people have to specifically request access to or provide some sort of verification to get into. And to me, it would seem that that would solve a lot of this problem. But for one reason or another, we don't seem to want to do this. And I'm not entirely sure why. And I'm not entirely sure why there's this inconsistency between how uh, games with Japanese artwork or Japanese-style, anime-style artwork are affected disproportionately with this sort of thing. And then, as we say, it's the same examples that get brought up all the time for this. The Witcher, Grand Theft Auto V. There's plenty of other examples too that include nudity, sexual scenes and so on. I know some of the Far Cry games have featured that sort of thing as well. So we need to move on from this. It's difficult to say exactly how at this point, but I think this incident here with Steam and Valve and these visual novels is going to be a key turning point for the industry, I think, in terms of how it's handled. Because we need that adult content. Okay, you may not like it, you may not want to engage with it, you may not be interested in engaging with uh, with content that you regard as pornographic, but if we want gaming as an art form to be truly expressive and to get out there and to be able to explore all sorts of themes and stories and that sort of thing, we need to get over this taboo of having provocative or sexual content in these games. And how this whole situation is resolved is going to play a big role in where we go from here, I think. So that's all I have to say on the subject for the moment. As I say, short episode today, hopefully. <laughs> I haven't actually checked how long I've been talking for by myself. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, we should hopefully have Chris back with us and we'll have something, hopefully, a bit more positive to talk about. But I thought this was an important enough topic that I wanted to address directly uh, because I, I know a few people today have been asking me about my opinions on it and so I thought this was probably the best medium to do it rather than uh, rather than posting a, an article on it as I say I'll repeat my disclaimer from the beginning this was recorded in the evening UK time of the 18th of May which is the same day a lot of this story broke uh, so by the time you hear this the situation may have changed it may even have been resolved completely in which case disregard everything I've just said apart from the bits that still apply <laughs> anyway uh, that's all I have to say on the matter for now if you've got anything interesting you'd like to add please feel free to pop it in the comments drop by mariagamer.net to see uh, my coverage of games like Galgan uh, and uh, indeed some of the games that have been affected by this situation here including Tropical Liquor Honey Pop Nekobara and so on and uh, thank you for your support and on behalf of the people who are producing this kind of content which is content that i personally enjoy and i know a lot of you listening to this enjoy too thank you for continuing to support this sort of thing all right i'll talk to you soon thank you
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember you can watch a video version of it over on YouTube. Be sure to check out moegamer.net for new articles on Japanese and Japanese-inspired video games, new and old, every weekday. Every month, Moe Gamer features an in-depth exploration of an individual game or series as its cover game, so be sure to check the archives to see if your favourite has had a deep dive yet. If you'd like to support the site directly, please consider becoming a patron or buying me a coffee. You can find links to do both over on moegamer.net. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.